We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Thank you very much, and welcome back to the program that, like psychedelic toilet paper, brings the colour back to people's cheeks. <laughs> and falling repeatedly <laughs> off the tightrope of good taste will be our own two teams, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. <laughs> and Kimbrook Taylor and Willie Rushton. <laughs> We're going to play a round now of the familiar and popular game Mornington Crescent, but with a difference. You've all heard of Pro-Am Celebrity Golf, in which amateurs and professionals take part. Well, in this round of Mornington Crescent, we have some members of our audience who are coming up here to play the game with us. And one of them sitting next to me now. How do you do, uh, sir? Uh, your name is? Fred Heffer. Fred Heffer. Uh, Fred, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm in the post office. In the post office? Oh, great. And uh, are you married with three children? Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, I think we're just about ready to play the, play the game. You know the rules. And you will alternate with each member of our panel. And we're going to start with Graham Garden, because he's got a kind face. Right. Where does, uh, There's no special with? rules, incidentally, as we're playing with, uh, you know, people with who are maybe not quite as familiar as the Can we play it slightly slowly to give Fred a chance to get into the game? Right, can we start, Tim? Uh, okay. Uh, as Fred put his tenor in. <laughs> um, okay, uh, an easy one. Uh, Euston Square. Oh, it's more time. Uh, Brick Lane. Oh. Mornington Good. Crescent. You say. Yeah, straight into it. Afraid it is Mornington. Uh, yeah, I know, but you could. Uh, yeah, you okay, sorry. Right. You could first go. Yeah, uh, I think it's first go. I think that's a little bit hard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, a little Regent boo there wouldn't go amiss. Brooke Taylor there. Boo. Regent not, Street. Not gentlemen. Regent Street, Tim said. Edgware Road. Oh, oh, oh. you've played it before. Uxbridge <laughs> Road. That was Uxbridge Road. Uh, Mornington Crescent. Oh, oh, oh yes! yes. That is very good. Fred Heffer, ladies and gentlemen, making mincemeat of our <laughs> team. Very good. Well, Fred, yes. if you give way to our next yes, lesson, we'll try again. Well, well done. You lose concentration in a game like I'm this. I'm sure the BBC will send you something through the post. <laughs> <laughs> please and put we have in another bucket of water. And we have another to take part in the game here. Your name is? Jim Cleary. Jim Cleary. And what do you do for a living? I'm a headmaster. Headmaster? Yes. Oh, oh well. He gathered that when they all cheered when he came well, up. He'd like to take over this chair. He's got you? his mob here with him. <laughs> Jim, you alternate with the teams. We're good teams. We go around in the usual uh, order. All right. And I think uh, we'll start now with Willie Rushton. Uh, Mount Pleasant. Cromwell Road. No, no, you can't. Yes, you can. You could let one go, for heaven's sake. Oh, come on. It's on. not that strong. Oh, well, yeah, all right. Well, all right. Come on, he's a guess. What was it? Cromwell Road. Oh, that's got you uh, there. <laughs> Tottenham Court Road. Oh, the old one. All right, old Tottenham Court Road. If in doubt. Houston if in Road. doubt. Houston Road. Houston, Houston ah. Road. Like it, like Regent it. Regent Street. Mornington Crescent. No. No. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Jim. No. I'm afraid that disqualifies you. Enough. Oh. No. Oh. Oh. No. Very well played, I reckon. We've tried quite to give a him a chance. Yeah. He knows what he did. He knows. Yeah, he did. 
and the BBC will be expecting I need something to tell you from you. you, you <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's Graham unsettled said there. He knows where he went wrong. I think Graham Bad unsettled luck to him. So that's one each. Oh, you know, come on. You know. We're going to play Very Call true. My Bluff, the game familiar to all of you who watch television. And uh, it's played here with a slight difference. The teams are going to give me four different definitions of a word, and I have to guess which one is correct. They'll then tell me whether it's true or a bluff. Very exciting. <laughs> now, the word, teams, I want you to define is hollyhocks. Hollyhocks. Barry Cryer, will you give me your definition? Uh, hollyhocks uh, is, it has a very ancient derivation. It's to do with Christmas, um, to do with Christmas. People oh, yeah. taken a bit short at Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> financially, oh. uh, were wont, were wont to, to hide themselves their local pawnbrokers, pausing only uh, in the snow-clad street to remark on the singular occurrence that his sign had fallen down. They would rush inside, <laughs> they would rush inside and pawn something to get the money together for Christmas. This was a regular procedure. This was known as a holly hock. Hollyhock. And hollyhocks were what you uh, indulged in at Christmas to get the reddies together. Right. Barry, that's your one now. Uh, Willie Rushton, <coughs> how about yours? Holy hoax, in fact, um, Hunk. <laughs> um, these originated in the changing rooms at Vatican City, relegated again this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> a holy hoax, as, as, the, as the name suggests, is, is a prank or trick perpetrated on a pope. Like like pulling the throne out from under him as he sits down for best room, <laughs> or shouting out, how's the missus then? That's what it's, like. <laughs> it, 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 it's an anti-pope joke, a holy hoax. Uh, OK, well now, Graham, how about yours? Uh, those of you who ride <clears throat> will be familiar with the phrase, I put black Ned over the hollyhocks. Hollyhocks. A hollyhock, or normally a plural hollyhock, are a, a sort of traditional fence used to train jumpers, horses that jump. And the top bar of the fence has sprigs of holly nailed to it, which will prick the hocks of the horses as they leap over to make them pick their feet up and jump higher and stop them knocking the, the, the top bar of the fence off. These are hollyhocks in the riding fraternity. There was a case recently you may have read in the paper where a, a show jumper nailed hedgehogs instead of holly to the top bar of the, um, the fence. Uh, it didn't make the horses jump any higher, but they had the fastest ducking hedgehogs in the land. <laughs> holly hogs. Holly hogs, they yes, were. Yes, yes. Thank you, Graham. That leaves you, Tim, for your definition. <laughs> it, 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 it's holly hogs. Scandi Scandinavian. Hollyhocks. <laughs> Not a bit like Leslie Ann Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this light. I joined it once. It was the Alcoholyhocks Anonymous. <laughs> Alcoholyhocks Anonymous. In Norway this summer, I met some people who had joined. I didn't join. This is just to bring them into it and all the people who are alcoholics, which is a serious complaint at home, and I do understand that, and I'm not making fun of it in any way. But in Norway, it is made fun of, and that's why I'm bringing it into the programme. And hollyhocks, alcoholyhocks, alcoholyhocks. <laughs> right, thank yeah. you, Tim. Bad taste there, Tim. Bad taste. From Barry, we have an object pawned at Christmas. From Willie Rushton, a sort of papal prank. From Graham Gardens, some rather unpleasant uh, goings-on with horses. 
And from Tim, that rigmarole you just heard about uh, Alka Hollyhocks. Alka pawned at Christmas. I thought that uh, Barry faltered a bit in the middle of his uh, definition there. People were wont to do something. I mean, either they were or they won't. So I, I object to that one. I'm, I'm turning that one down. Papal prank, I'd like to think about a bit more. Maybe after the program. Uh, <laughs> and Graham's the horses. I've heard of the hedgehog stunts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But ho with Holly... Hmm. And uh, Tim's definition. I'm going to reject that because if I accept his one, it means I've got to do an impression of Robert Robinson. <laughs> which is... Uh, you haven't the hair for it. <laughs> You've got the nose for it, so, but not the hair no, for it. I'm going to plump for Willie. Willie Rushton, the papal prank. Sure, is, it a, is it a bluff or two? Show us the oh. card. Show us the card. Ah! Well, my goodness. Well, I lose that one, and you win that, naturally. Now, we go on to the point where I tell you that at the end of the game, I'm going to ask you to introduce the late arrivals to the advertiser's ball. Late arrivals to the oh, advertiser's you. ball. He will start thinking about that. Meanwhile, the rest of us will go on playing a game called Sound Charades. This is the one where one team makes noises and the other team has to guess what they mean. It will be like a book or a film or a play or a mixture of all three. The audience are let into the secret by means of this machine we have on the left here. Since this program hasn't yet lurched into the microchip era, <laughs> the answer will be flashed up with a bit of chalk on the blackboard. <laughs> And a mystery voice, who will remain a mystery, no doubt to his intense relief, will tell you at home what the uh, charade is. And the first charade is going to be enacted by Tim and Willie. And this is what it is. Death in Venice. Tim and Willie, uh, the audience have been told at home, will you tell Graham and Barry whether it's a film or a book or whatever? It's a book, a film, and actually recently an opera, I think, yes. Uh, three words. I would concentrate perhaps on the film as you're ignorant people. Um, <laughs> Don't try and butter words. us up. <laughs> three words, Brillo, and we're <laughs> going to do them all at once. Okay? Arcarneto! Splosh! Well, the audience got that at once, probably because they read it off opera. the blackboard. But More yeah. recently in opera. Mm. Yes. Three words. I'd like to also enter that for the advertiser's ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nothing to do with Michael Tippett, the, the icebreaker, but that was never a book and a film. Oh. So I mean, it Did he do the cornetto break? He didn't do, oh. no, he didn't do the cornetto break. Or indeed the ice cornetto. But there'll be a crate of those for us in the morning. I hope so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> as sure as my name's Rolls-Royce. Now... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's one of the words an article, definite Actually, or indefinite. Actually, that's very close. It isn't. <laughs> it's not there. The isn't there at all now. There's a preposition in there. If you want to be dramatic, preposition in the headmaster there. will enjoy that. Preposition. On, Jim. On, in, up. Uh, Sorry, you said in. Don't in. Look Did you say in? Yes. In. Yeah, that's um, right. In, um. Yeah, round um. of applause thing for um, getting in. Um, in, um. Something in canal. Would you like us to do it again? No, no. No, no, anyway. Well, I'd rather die first. Um, <laughs> really? I got it. 
You got it. I got it. Death in Venice. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's right. Three marks for perseverance. Audience uh, listening at home, you might like to encourage the teams by applauding when you think they're getting uh, near to it. <laughs> Graham and Barry, you have a charade now. It's going up on our board in the studio, and here's the mystery voice to tell you at home what it is. Staircase. Play in a film. Uh, we and we won't we, tell you how many words. We refuse to tell you how many words it is. It would make it too easy. Too easy. It'd be a walkover, really. A walkover. Walkover, yes. <laughs> right. God. Three. Four. Oh, five. Look. Oh, there's a lot of steps here, isn't there? Oh, dear. Oh, Step My City, this, Squire. Oh, must be hundreds. Oh. No, 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 it's not hundreds. Time passes. Yeah. 27, uh, 28. Oh, must be hundreds of steps here. 29. Oh. Well, 50 at least. Oh, no, less than 50. Less than, just less than 40, I'd say. Oh, there's one, there's one on this landing. No, oh, I'll wait for the next. Oh, dear. Oh, these steps. Oh, 37. Could you hit that 38? Oh. I think. Oh, we're there. Uh, at we're last. there at last. Oh, we got to the top. Jim and Willie have fallen asleep. Oh. Give it a run. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 39 steps, which it's not, then it must be staircase. Oh, very oh, good. Well, Sorry, I'll, it is. I'll have to dock you a mark or two for not getting 39 steps. <laughs> so uh, that makes level pegging. And now, Tim and Willie, you're going to do another one now. And this one goes up on the board here through the mystery voice is what it is for you listening at home. Greece. It's uh, one word that's a musical and a filmed musical. Here we go. One word. All at once. Ka-ching! 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 <laughs> the sound of Paching. Uh, one word. Bazooki. Sounds like Greece. <laughs> Fine. That's another mark to Graham and Barry. Okay. And Graham and Barry, you're going to do another charade right now. Up it goes on the board. If you're listening at home, here it is. The Lady Vanishes. The mystery voice, by the way, listeners, is Norman Sinjin X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, was a book. Oh, what happened? Was it really? Yes, it was a book. Oh, I yes, know that. yes. Became a film. And then a blackboard. What? And then a blackboard, yes, yes that's right. <laughs> Three little words. Three little words. Ah, oh, but they can mean so much. Right, they? we're starting now. <laughs> Going to do it all at okay. once, actually. Picture the scene. Picture the scene. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, Lady Pun. Uh, yes, Mr. Wordplay. Hate to uh, ask a person such as yourself to do this, but no, our, our daily, Mrs. Belter, um, <laughs> is in the laboratory washing out the retorts. Um, and I wondered, as we've got the good-natured banters um, coming round for dinner... Uh, you know, ah, yes, yes, with her, with her charming daughter, Witty Sally. Indeed, oh, indeed. Yes, yes. And her fiancé, the Dutch diamond dealer, sparkling Rip Ost. Um, <laughs> I wondered if you could uh, see your way clear to uh, polyurethane the dining table. Oh, point me at it. <laughs> there isn't a book or film called The Clever Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I hope they get sent a lot of polyurethane. <laughs> I honestly don't know that. Um, ah. The lady was that was planted. Is that anything to do with lady? No. Yes? Only as far as it's relevant. Lady from the... The lady varnishes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Still haven't got it yet. Absolutely. Uh, the lady Absolutely vanishes. brilliant, ah. Willie, for winning that it. one. And you get all the marks that are available for that round and one or two left over from previous rounds. <laughs> We're going to play right. a round now which is rather wittily entitled Playing Tunes on Instruments You, you Can't Play. How do we do this one? There's huh? a clue there somewhere. In other words, one team will play a well-known tune on the swanee whistle and percussion, and the others will have to try and identify it. And we're going to start now with Tim and Willie, as they won that last round yeah. so brilliantly. Tim is going to play the swanee whistle, and Willie Rushton is going to play... Isn't. Isn't. <laughs> oh, whatever's left over, Willie's going to play now. Will you begin, please, Tim and Willie? One more time. No. <laughs> On second thoughts, no. Green Mersey. Graham and Barry, I'm going to give you two seconds Ooze. to identify that. Uh, uh, the Blue Danube. And it does our audience agree, that's the point. It was the, the ducks that, that gave away. That, that entitles you to have a go now. Uh, who's going to play what? Let me just I'm, have a look I'm and see. I'm percussing, actually. Uh, you're percussing and hand. he's whistling. I am ready. Right, will you start your tune <clears> now? <throat> <clears throat> have you started <clears throat> tuning up? <clears throat> Just tuning up, yeah. Percuss it amongst yourselves. Thank you, Colin. Right, here we go. Humsell's hits. <laughs> well, well, now, band leader Edmund O'Ross. Tim and Willie, uh, you have a time limit too. That, 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 that is orange, blossom, pink, and. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. No, I'm sorry. Think of Oh My Papa. Otherwise, you don't get any marks at all. Think of Oh My Papa? Yes, Mr. Cryer Sr. What's the name of the tune? It's fair to say that Willie Rushton was. Fairly close. Yeah. Orange, well, blossom, I'm... pink, and something else, mambo. No, no, you're not. You're never no, going to get it. Mambo, the golden crumpet, played it. You're, you're never yeah, going to get it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's cherry blossom, pink. Thank you. Cherry oh, blossom. Thank one. you. I recognised it at once. Oh, yeah. I hope you get a lot of shoe polish in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> now we go on to a musical round, <laughs> and in this one, uh, now for something. This is the one we call blues. One team gives the other one a topic for a blues. And the other team then improvises a blues on the spur of the moment, accompanied by Colin Sell. Tim and Willie, you're going to do the first one, so I'm going to ask Graham and Garden to give you a subject. Graham and Garden? Graham and Garden. <laughs> 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 Mornington Christmas. And that lot. I'm being confused with, with Home and Cryer. Um, Graham or Barry, would you give them a... 
Well, we had a little mull earlier. I thought of ITV. I and I thought of ITV too. So, so we thought of the ITV two blues. He's just fallen off the keyboard. I woke up this morning. I turned on the new cultural ITV two. Oh yeah. I heard the announcer announcing. As I sat down on salute, <laughs> the next program's going to be Ingmar Bergman's Crossroads. <laughs> Then there's Jean-Luc Godard's Coronation Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, judging from that applause, we'll give you what six marks, right? Now, Graham and Barry, it's your turn to sing a blues, and uh, Tim and Willie, can you give them a subject, please? As I see it, the opticians' blues. <laughs> Not as good as a wink. Hope we get better soon, Colin. Woke up this morning. In a state of extreme perturbation, extreme perturbation. Thank you for that rhyme, Harry <laughs> baby. I heard my mother-in-law was coming to stay, and she's easily my least favorite relation. Yes, you of them all given the choice. Yeah. She's got one glass eye. You can tell which one it is. It's the one with a spark of humanity in it. <laughs> I didn't know she had a glass eye. Till one day it came out in the course of the conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Graham Terry and Barry McGee. That was uh, well done. And you got, uh, according to the audience, you only got four. So blame them, not me. How can they see? Right now, teams, that uh, leads us on with the score. Finally poised oh, to the point where I ask the uh, teams to give their late arrivals for the advertisers' ball. Anybody can start. Oh, there's an early arrival here. The Phillips family. The Phillips simply years ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I hope there'll be a crate for me in the morning. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Bianco and their little mother, Martini Bianco. <laughs> Oh, a friend of Dennis King's here, Miss Dean, who has just done the whole of Hamlet in three and a half minutes. Nothing acts faster than Anna Dean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, memories. All the way from Sweden, Mr. and Mrs. Opportunity to cash in on this wonderful offer, <laughs> and their son Lars Opportunity <laughs> to cash on. <laughs> oh, there's a great group to entertain you, Sir Robert Mark and the Retreads. <laughs> <laughs> And there are Mr. and Mrs. Tucky Fried Chicken and their son Ken, <laughs> and two of his mates, Camp Harry and Murray Mince. <laughs> here come, here come the With the Woolwiches with their son Noah M. With the Woolwiches. <laughs> oh dear, Bill Stickers is being taken out for stealing the silver. Yes, I'm afraid, Bill Stickers will be prosecuted. <laughs> There's Mr. and Mrs. Changing Mart. Their son. Xavier, known to us all as X, changing marks. 
Not to mention, and I shouldn't, Mr. and Mrs. Lautomatic and their son Percy Lautomatic. <laughs> Over there, a touch of class, the Destains family and their daughter Anne. Of course, that's the Anne Destains we don't talk about. <laughs> Oh, look, there's Ma Goodness and Ma Guinness, the stout couple. <laughs> Naval friend, the well-known Sailor Goods Act. <laughs> if it helps you at all, teams, uh, Barry and Graham are almost out of sight as far as the score's concerned. Ahead, or no, to one side. side? I have no idea, but you're almost out of sight. <laughs> oh, as Mr. and Mrs. of your Woolworth store today, and their daughter Wanda, that's the Wanda of your Woolworths. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, small edge. <laughs> Can you say that again? There's yeah, small edge. Uh, yeah, small edge, don't you? Small edge. Small edge in oh, yes. the end of newspapers yeah. among the classy fades. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Unhousewives every day, and their daughter Amelia Unhousewives <laughs> every day. Pick up a can of beans and say, beans means fine. Pair off their knickers and shout hooray. Oh, well. <laughs> this yeah. is where I leap in to say that we've pretty well come to the end of the programme. We'll be with you again next week. Until then, goodbye. Cryer, Graham Garden, Timbrook Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins. <laughs> <laughs>